Thank you, Janet. Great job. Hey, you know, uh, my name is Josh. I'm a pastor at Wawasee Community Bible Church just west of town and glad to be with you today. But I, I noticed as Harlan was thanking everybody else, uh, he forgot to mention maybe the key player in the whole operation yeah. himself. Amen. So uh, for 51 years now, right, Harlan? 52. 52. I lost count. I'm getting old. 52 years Harlan has been uh, leading this and organized it, started in a little boat out here. And so I think we'd be kind of foolish to let the morning go by and not thank Harlan. Can we do that now? Well, hey, it is great to be with you again this morning as we wrap up our season of Boat In for 2021. And our theme all summer has been the fact that God is near. Right. He's near. He is. Yes. But, you know, my guess is that sometimes this summer you sense that he's near. And then other times you've sensed he wasn't near. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, you've sensed him being near in tangible ways. Just this morning, looking at creation and what a beautiful, yeah. beautiful scene across the lake. Mm-hmm. Or in some way that, that he's provided for you this summer. Uh, Maybe for some of you, it's an encouragement during a hard season or a hard decision or a challenging crisis. But then there's also those times, too, this summer you probably haven't sensed much much of his nearness. You maybe felt like he's anything but near. That maybe he doesn't really care for you. And you found yourself at times, maybe even this morning, feeling like you're alone, you're stuck, maybe fearful and numb. You know, I'll be honest, in my own life, I find myself on both ends and everywhere in between on that spectrum. A lot of times in the same day. How about you? Amen. Yeah. But the truth is that God's nearness, he is near, number one, and he does care for you. And, and all of his nearness and care for you, it has nothing to do with and is in no way contingent upon you. But it is totally contingent upon and dependent upon him yes. because he is good. It it simply is true that he's near, always. You know, and if if you don't believe me, that's okay. Let's look at God's word, because who cares what I have to say if it's not written in God's word, right? So let's check that out. The, The text that was assigned this morning, and it's listed in your bulletin, is Matthew 28, verse 20. And in fact, we're not even going to, I'll read the whole verse, but we're not going to look at the whole verse because we're just going to focus in on those last 13 words uh, of the gospel of Matthew. You know, it's one of Jesus' last times ever addressing his disciples before he ascended to heaven, and he gave them their marching orders, gave us our marching orders. He said, go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And that's a huge command, make disciples. But we're not focused on that one today. Because after that, he actually gives a second imperative, I would argue a second command. He says, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Behold, that's the command. It's the second command of the Great Commission. Do you know that? Mm. Behold, what do you think of when you hear the word behold? Maybe, uh, maybe your mind goes like to the mad scientist. Behold, my great creation, you know, like Frankenstein or something. Or, or maybe you hear that word and you think, oh, that word sounds kind of old. It makes me think of, it's kind of Shakespearean, you know. It's a little bit archaic in our own English. So you might be thinking, you know, oh, that time of year thou mayest in me behold when yellow leaves are named due and gone and on and on. And you're like, okay, get on with it, Josh. 
It's a bit poetic, isn't it? And so sometimes we see that word, and because we don't always use it, we gloss over it when we read it in Scripture. But you know, if Jesus were standing here with us, and he is with us, by the way, at the end of the summer, if, if he had the mic and he were saying these things, giving us the same commands he gave at the end of Matthew, I think instead of behold, he, he would say it maybe in, in words that we would pay attention to more. He would say, and pay attention. Look. Be sure of this. I'm with you always. That's the command. Behold, pay attention. Look. That's what behold means. Now, pay attention. Well, pay attention to what? Well, he says, pay attention, I am with you. Friends, pay attention to the fact that Jesus is always, always with us. Yes. If, and if you've given your life to him, if you've trusted him, he is with you intimately. These same words, I'm with you, I will be with you. They were said to people you might have heard of, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, yes. Moses, Joshua, Gideon. The list goes on and on and on. And I would argue it was Jesus himself who said those things to those guys. Friend, you need to know he says it then also to you. I'm with you. Always. Pay attention. Don't miss it. Friend, you are loved by the creator and the king of the universe. The one who carved out this lake. And he promises to be with you. So you should pay attention to that fact. Remind yourself of it. I need to remind myself of it daily, hourly, minute by minute. He's with us. Okay, well, when is he with me? Well, here's good news. Jesus goes on. He says, behold, I'm with you. Pay attention. I'm with you always. Now, do you know what always means in the Greek? It means always. All the time. No matter what's happening in your life. When life is good, he's with you. When life is hard, he's with you. When things make sense, he's with you. When everything is senseless, he's with you. When you're wealthy, he's with you. When you're healthy, he's with you. When When you're poor, he's with you. And when you're incredibly sick, he is with you. In times of peace, in times of crisis, Jesus is always with you. You know, it doesn't matter the circumstance you find yourself in today. Jesus is near. He's near to you. As the psalmist wrote, God is our refuge and strength. He's a very, I love this, he's a very present help in trouble. Therefore, because he's always there, because he's near, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Some of those circumstances sound, sound kind of dire, don't they? Yes. They kind of maybe even sound like the end. Well, there's good news, because Jesus didn't stop by just saying, I'm with you always. He actually expounded on it. He said, I'm with you always. Pay attention to the end of the age. To the very end. Friend, he'll be with you. And then, you know what? He won't even be with you to the end. He'll be with you on the other side. Hebrews tells us Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. (laughs) That's past the end. You know, Paul reminds us of the same thing that Jesus is near in his letter to the Philippians. He says this in Philippians 4, rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Always, he says, at all times. That's like Jesus saying, I'll be with you always. You're like, but I don't know this, you don't know the circumstance I'm in this week, Josh. You don't know my situation. Rejoice. He goes on, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. And then Paul says, he reminds us of this, the Lord is at hand. The Lord is near. 
So don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, as Janet sang, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Yeah. Why? Because he's near. And now he's near. He cares about you. Do you know that? Friend, he's near to you. And, you know, if you're hearing my voice this morning, uh, I wonder, uh, I would imagine there's some of you who've held off for whatever reason from putting your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ. And you've doubted if he's really near. Or some of you, you have trusted him and, and you've had a summer, you've had a year, you've had a decade where you've wondered, <coughs> where is he and is he really near? Well, a friend, I'm telling you, you can trust him. And if you haven't yet, what, what's the holdup? What's keeping you from it? The prophet Isaiah said, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him, hear, hear this, while he's near. While he's near. Friend, he's near to you today. Call on him. Repent. That just means to turn. Turn from your sin. Turn from your way of going about life. Turn and see. Jesus is near to you. He's been with you the whole time. And then after imploring us to call on him while he's near, Isaiah says, let the wicked forsake his way. The unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. That's, that's that word, repent. Turn to Jesus. And as we kind of wrap up here, you're maybe thinking, Josh, uh, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know my sin. You don't know how far that I've run away. You don't know how long I've pushed him away. You don't know how angry he must be with me. If he is near, that terrifies me. Well, here's what Isaiah says next. You should have some hope. Isaiah says, let him return to the Lord. Why? That he may have compassion on you and return to God, for he will abundantly pardon and forgive you. And you're like, but that doesn't make sense. Well, good. It's not dependent on you. It's dependent on God. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. Friend, if you've heard his word this morning, you need to know that he's near. And maybe you need to turn. Maybe you need to return to him. Turn around and sense his nearness and revel in it. You know, if you've never trusted Jesus, it's, it's simple. You can simply turn to him by faith. And you can say, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm in need of help. <laughs> Would you save me? And he promises he would. It's that simple. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, that he is God, you will be saved. It's that simple. So friends, as we wrap up this morning, pay attention. Pay attention this year. Jesus is with you. No matter where you're going, no matter what you're facing, he's with you. He'll be with you always, even to the end. Paul wraps up his little piece there and he says, so then I'll wrap up this way as well. And let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, yes. guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yes. Let me pray. Father, thank you for Jesus and thank you for your grace and your goodness. And Jesus, thanks that you're near, yes. that you forgive us abundantly. You, and you don't just forgive our sin, but you draw us close. Yes. You actually like to be with us even when you know everything about us. So Lord, I pray for my friends today as they uh, head off throughout this year that you would make your nearness just tangible to them. Help them pay attention to that fact. Help me pay attention to it. And Jesus, let us rejoice in it. We pray all this in your strong name. Amen.